Today's episode is brought to you by Progressive, where drivers who save by switching save nearly $750 on average. Quote now at Progressive.com. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. National average 12-month savings of $744 by new customers surveyed who saved with Progressive between June 2022 and May 2023. Potential savings will vary. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. The Fable and Folly Network supports creators of exceptional audio stories, including the one you're listening to right now. If you love our shows, we want to hear from you. Complete our listener survey at fableandfolly.com survey. This will help us learn more about you, what you like, what you'd like to hear more of, and how we can maintain an inclusive, safe atmosphere. As a thank you for your participation, we have extras and behind-the-scenes content from your favorite shows. Fans make the network what it is. Thanks for listening, and we can't wait to hear from you. Find our listener survey at fableandfolly.com survey today. Welcome back to Dum Dums and Dragons, where improvisers who've never roleplayed before journey into the world of Dungeons and Dragons. I am the Grand Wizard Bukake, your host. After Alan's disappearance, our heroes miss their friend desperately, but a civil war demands they ride to Fandolin right away. But will Butthole Quinny and Bucky survive their hang glider ride to the Earth? What will be the fate of the friends and fortunes our heroes left behind in Fandolin? And what the hell is going on with the mysterious figure in the cave? Find out next on Dum Dums and Dragons. Bucky, however, fails, so his glider bursts into flame, and he veers wildly off. Well, off I go! <laughs> uh, so you see Bucky spiraling um, in flames off into the north. I look to Quinny, and I just yell, He's gonna be fine! He's really good at this! Having said that, you guys crash into the brush. So the gliders make contact against the trees. Obviously, this wasn't the descent you planned. They shatter on impact. You're kind of thrown roughly into that classic falling through the trees tumbly mode. Finally, you come to a halt. You're sort of in a small, open clearing, and you can see sort of a, a large cave mouth before you, and you recognize this is where you once convinced a goblin to watch your stuff. And it would seem that you're back at Cragmore Caves. Mm. You, very, you had your very first adventure. Only without Alan. Yeah, it's a sadder version yeah. of this. So we unstrap the table. We'll get the gear that we can get out of the fucking trees yeah. and strap it to the table. Goblin Jr., very tentatively, like looking to make sure neither of you is following slowly pads into the entrance of the cave. Would Can you notice this? I'm not interested in setting up the walking table so much sure. as I am as like scouting. So Okay. As you're kind of like looking around, you see that Goblin Jr. is padding away stealthily into the cave. I'm just going to be loading the table because I'm pretty clueless, I would imagine. Mm. If I saw Quinny on stealth and I'd go, oh, thieves in there <laughs> refusing to put things on tables <laughs> and then I'm putting shit on the table. Quinny, what are you doing with that? Yeah, I'll go follow Goblin Jr. You follow Goblin Jr. at distance. You see him walk tentatively into sort of the entrance of the cave. Remember, other wolves were once strapped up and you see him nosing some of the bones that are there mm. and then all of a sudden you see him look up to the right and go, starve? And he pads over to a figure you've never seen before who is uh, leaning down to Pat Goblin Jr. Oh, hey, are you the one? Snarf? I'm going to use speak with animals okay. for this. Oh, isn't his voice Burt Reynolds? It is. Oh, <laughs> R.I.P. Oh. oh, that's too bad. We're recording this like the day after he died. <laughs> Everyone. There's no greater tribute than Goblin Jr. So I just put my hand on his head and say, I'm speaking with you now. Oh, hey. All right, amazing. <laughs> okay, so maybe you can help me out. I'm looking for some things, maybe people. Yeah, all right. D did a bunch of things fall here and maybe one didn't, one like arose? My best friend, he brought a hammer down a bunch here and then they took me with them. So maybe, you know, he, he killed my brothers, but then he, he took me. So maybe I'm the one who rose? What, I, I mean, I am, I am what, the, the king of dogs. Uh, oh, uh, oh my I'm, goodness. Uh, I'm uh, Goblin Junior. It's, uh, it's a pleasure to meet you. It's real nice to talk to someone. I don't it's, get to do this very often. It's a pleasure to meet you too. Yeah, snare, I, snare. I'm, I'm Juniper. Juniper. Oh, hey, yeah. that's, uh, that's a great name. Oh, that's thank great name. you. Cool. Quinny, you've walked up and you just hear Juniper and Goblin 
Allen Jr. saying snarfy snarf 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 back and forth a lot. A weird thing happens because as the one of many faces intercedes more and more into my consciousness, there's more influence there. I have the ability to see in the dark now. So the cave, it just looks like a long tunnel that I can see most mm-hmm. of the detail of. But also the snarf 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 slowly just turned into words for me as well. And I also cast speak with animals. <laughs> <laughs> Knowing he can see the scene, what does the new figure look like? That's a good question. Yeah, Laura, that's... why don't you tell us about your new character? So I am a human. I'm about five foot four. I'm super muscular and I'm decked out in chain mail that's adorned with metals and leather strapping that kind of look like branches and leaves and twisting vines. Oh, cool. I'm just like super tanned. Like I've been out in the wilderness. My hair's disheveled. Got like brown hair. Would you describe uh, yourself as masculine or femme or where are you in that whole spectrum? Um, I'm a woman. So I draw my sword. Uh, oh no, 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 no! I'm I'm coming in peace. Hi. Hey, hey now, hey now, everybody, calm down. I've always <laughs> been the voice of reason. Just no one ever listens to me. So you all just chill out. That'd be great. I'm yeah. chill. Yeah, great. She's chill. How about you? How about you, Quinny? Colin Junior. Yeah. Hey, what's up? <laughs> hey, what? You, how, when could you talk? When could you talk? Oh, who is this? Oh, this is Juniper. Excuse me. Yeah, Juniper. Oh, hello. Juniper. Yes, Juniper here. Yeah, I just met. She's cool. You've just met her? Yeah, I just met. She cool? Like, yeah, I'm, I'm the chosen one. She was just telling me I'm the chosen one. I, I think I've been looking for you, for maybe you too. Oh, man, I must be going crazy. All you people are crazy. <laughs> That's why I love you. Snarf, snarf. Butthole, you better come check this out. There's more? There's Don't more move. of you? Don't move. Juniper. I walk in with the table holding Moonlight Bringer. I can only see like five feet in front of me. It's dark. And I'm like, where is everybody? And all I'm hearing is echoes of creepy snarfs in three different voices. Uh, Quinny. And and I'm saying, I'm right over here. But all you hear is snarf, snarf, snarf. (laughs) I mean, butthole. Come follow the sound of my voice. Snarf, snarf. And Goblin Juniors. I'm mine too. And who's that? Juniper's? Juniper. That's a good berry. Uh, and I, I, I was over. named after juniper berries. <sighs> See, it all checks out. You know what? I like this lady. <laughs> yeah, snarf, snarf. I hear you too. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> Whoa, Quinny, make a friend? I don't know yet. Oh, we can't trust his opinion of people. <laughs> oh, I mean, after that guy you're telling me about, Gary, I mean, should we trust anyone? Snarf, snarf? Yeah, snarf, buddy. (laughs) Snarf, snarf. That guy gets it. This guy gets it. This is at a whole new level to our (laughs) podcast. I wish listeners could see Tom as Goblin Jr. He's got like his arms crossed. He's like leaning back. He's like, hey guys, what's up? I'm Goblin Jr. We're just chilling here in this cave. He's going full Bert. Yeah, yeah. (laughs) My mustache has grown more majestic as I've been doing this. So I was just telling uh, Goblin Jr. here that I've been looking for some, I think, people in a place where things had fallen and one of them arose. I think that's Goblin Jr. And I think you might be the people. I'd pull up my scroll to Uh, see if anything's changed. In a blinding flash, it says you must help the vessel, the cursed and the stained. What you got on that paper? No, you're definitely the people I've been looking for. Do you know anything about something called the vessel, the cursed, and the stained together or separately? Two out of those three. I know three would be my guess. Well, which one do you not know? I don't know who the cursed is. Stop snarfing at me. Just tell me what I fucking want to know. Shit. Then Goblin Jr. looks at you and goes, snarf, snarf, and then points at Quinny. Got it. Thank you. Snarf. What do you mean I'm the cursed? (laughs) Look, bud, see all that weird shit going on up there? You're cursed. All right, if the talking dog says so. I'm the vessel because they said that <gasps> yeah, they were going to make me a vessel. I remember hearing that. Whoa. I'm so stoked. I mean, admittedly, the vessel sounds more exciting. Being excited about the guy who's known as the cursed seems a little bit slap in the huggish. Uh, <laughs> then we've got the stained. That's Alan. That was her I know. name that the crew gave her. Who, who's Alan? Alan? Why isn't Alan here? That's all a you good are- question. Alan's having an identity crisis right now, so we're trying to deal with that long-term. But short-term right now, we're dealing with the invasion that's killing everyone. Oh, I I have to help you with that then. You've been to Fandolin recently? Look at, no, but Mm. look, and I just like shove the scroll in their faces. Look, I have to help you. Can we read it or anything? I think it's completely blank. It's just really weathered old parchment. I feel like maybe Butthole and Quinny kind of like share a look here. Yeah, we do the office camera take to each other. We've just encountered a very well-dressed cave hermit so are you good at fighting am i good at fighting that was the question yeah and i just like pull up my sword yeah this is mine (laughs) and it's just like (laughs) (laughs) and i just go all right every movement you make with like thrusting the scroll forward and like drawing your weapon is quinny's like (laughs) he's like he's like ready 
but not doing anything. And I'm just Junior's like, like prepped for a dog's purpose, but doesn't really know. <laughs> I'm I'm a paladin. I just hold out a hand and I say, "Welcome to the resistance." Do oh, you need a me. crossbow? <laughs> <laughs> sure. Do you have a ranged weapon? Oh, this is great. And I go. Over I got to a the... short bow, but a crossbow would be great. Yeah, this will be useful. So I take a crossbow from our walking uh, Jennifer, table. Can of you weapons. roll me? Uh, can you roll me a perception check, please? Sure. 12. They hand you a crossbow that's got uh, one of the unseen hand insignias on it. And from your knowledge of martial weapons, like this thing is in bad repair, hasn't been oiled, hasn't been cleaned. To you, this looks like a weapon that was discarded. Um, (laughs) Yeah, take that. (laughs) um, Welcome to the team. Been pillaging recently? Yeah. (laughs) Those are weapons from the bad guys who we beat. So we're using their weapons because we got to go arm the townsfolk. Okay, who are the bad guys? The Unseen Unseen Hand. The Plantier. Plantier, but really the Tingler family and the assorted forces of the Tingler family are a problem. Uh, Juniper, can you roll me a history check, please? Sure. Ten. Your people have a pretty good oral tradition of storytelling and, and history. But these aren't names you really know. Mm -hmm. These don't seem like things that you would have known or cared about. Right. Regardless of whether I know what they're talking about, I am convinced these are the people from the prophecy and I'm helping them in whatever way I can. So, like, I am going along with this. So, here's the question If that thing looks sort of shitty to you, do you want one of the newer ones or do we just have to fix that or should I throw out all the old weapons? I think it's a matter of perspective because while that weapon looks kind of shitty to you, your scroll looks kind of empty to us. Oh, okay. We sort of have that's embarrassing. We're sort Um, of at odds on this, which is he'd like to be mean and I would like to be effective. (laughs) And I'm kind of in the middle. She's yeah. pretty cool, but uh, I can see your point. Yeah, He's you're just right. Staring at Goblin Jr. <laughs> I, mean, I, I can't, I can't read anyway, so don't know what's on that scroll. But I don't like the Quinny can't see it. Just go with me on this, all right? Are you snarfing or speaking English? I'm Goblin Jr. I'll explain this later to you. Is that okay? Yeah, that's fine. Okay. I speak English too. I, I can understand it. Oh, okay, awesome. Yeah, I've been following these guys around for a while. Okay, so <laughs> I do parade I'm, tricks. I'm gonna revert to English. All right, I just, snarf. I wanted to be respectful. No, thank you. Appreciate you're that. Welcome. Just please go with me. I'm part of a prophecy. <laughs> okay. <laughs> No, 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 like it's it's been going on for a long time. All right, like we we've known this is going to happen, but now I have to see it through, and I don't really know exactly what I'm going to do. But on this scroll, every once in a while, it tells me the next part of it. She's pointing at nothing on an empty page. I can see it. Okay, here's what I'm saying though. Does the scroll say you can take orders and join the resistance? It just says to help you. We so are the resistance, baby. If I'm Cave Herman you. wants to help us, we might as well let Cave Herman like, help I'm, us. Like I'm I am I'm in, guys. She's in. Perfect. Let's keep Great. Let, we got to go save the town now though. Are you cool with that? Yeah, yeah. Nice. What town? <laughs> Fandolin. All right, yeah, yeah, yeah. Together with your your new uh, compatriot, you go off to save Fandolin. We lose one enthusiastic, <laughs> agreeable player. We gain another one. <laughs> Bucky's going to be so jealous. <laughs> so now that you've grouped up, you're able to recover the rest of the gear that fell off the table and the gliders. And you're just a little bit north of Fandolin. So further north from you, if you'll remember, up the coast is Neverwinter. You seem to be far enough away that you can't really see any patrols or anything. But I'd say, Juniper, you probably noticed on your way in, you were able to kind of stick to the shadows. They weren't really paying any attention to Mm -hmm. you. We've definitely seen a lot of military patrols going up and down. Okay. You don't know who they are necessarily. You don't recognize any insignias, but you know what's up. To your south is Fandolin. So it would seem that Bucky has probably landed pretty far north and is likely in enemy territory. So it would be uh, advisable to... <laughs> Great. <laughs> Someone's going to be wearing him like a coat next time. <laughs> they show him just they have his head as a hat and it's like a cape of his skin Aww. going down. Three cheers for Bucky Shoot. Um, <laughs> oh, no. It's Carvo. I don't want that to happen. So what is your plan? How do you want to approach this? Keeping in mind that Fandolin is a small side town you know from a bit of your time in between adventures that it's grown a bit, particularly with the success and popularity of the Temple of Moonhammer attraction. I, none of you have been there. No, we haven't been back since. Yeah, we we back founded since the temple left. and left. We keep sending Bucky would people have been there most we recently. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> Bucky would have been there most recently. Now. <laughs> I would say if we were looking at it tactically, the way I would pitch it to you guys. All right. You've seen military patrols. You told us that, mm-hmm. Juniper. Quinny, we know people on the inside, but we don't know what the town's like when we get there. Right. This is why we got the walking table. I think we got to stay parallel to the road, but just out of sight so we don't get spotted. Then we could see what the town looks like and we could figure out how to approach from there. But if it's garrisoned, that's going to be really different than if there's just nobody there. Okay. Because if they got security and walls and shit, we're going to either have to bluff our way through or fight our way through. Scale them or something. Yeah. Yeah. But if it's still just open and there's no military, then we can go check it out. Any objections? No, let's go. I'm on board with this. 
Great. So begin walking south. For Quinny and for Butthole, this is weirdly nostalgic, but uh, Alan's absence is pretty Nostalgic felt. and tragic in equal measure. Yeah. yeah, absolutely. Once you start to come around the bend that you know Fandolin's just beyond, you can see some kind of smoke rising. It doesn't look like fire necessarily, just almost looks like exhaust. And as you come around Butthole, you immediately notice that there aren't any garrisons. You're at distance, so you can see people moving around. It's kind of hard to see. Do you guys want to try and look closer? Do you want to try and ascertain what kind of people are around? What do you want to do? I think if we're going to try to start the resistance here, if the Unseen Hand is here and they're not a garrison, we might be looking at like three guys. We sort of got to go in and stomp them if we want to show that we can hold them off. Yeah. Set an example. Kind of get the people riled up. Show them that they don't have to be big and brave. What do you mean by stomp? You'd hit them with stuff until they're dead, or if they were on the ground, or you'd stomp on them fight anymore. until they're dead. Or, yeah, but, or surrender. Okay. I'm trying out something new where I don't kill everyone I encounter. So he's theoretically trying out something new. We're really back and forth on how it's going to work out. Do you have an objection to killing? If we can avoid it. Tell you what, you meet these guys and we'll we'll circle back to your feelings on killing them, okay? I mean, they're, just, they're people. Oh, man, this is going to be a long day. <laughs> <laughs> This episode is sponsored by Shopify. When we started podcasting, an online store was the furthest thing from our collective mind. But now we sell t-shirts and hoodies and water bottles and a ton of amazing products, all because we use Shopify. Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage to the first real life store stage, all the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage, Shopify is there to help you grow. Whether you're selling scented soap or offering outdoor outfits, Shopify helps you sell everywhere. From their all-in-one e-commerce platform to their in-person POS system, wherever and whatever you're selling, Shopify's got you covered. Shopify helps you turn browsers into buyers with the internet's best converting checkout. It is 36% better on average compared to other leading commerce platforms. And sell more with less effort thanks to Shopify Magic, your AI-powered all-star. Honestly, we tried to do merchandise for years, either to make things that were high quality, to make things that we could ship easily, to make things shippable in multiple markets. We just could not find that answer until we found Shopify. Once we got set up with them, it has been a breeze. Money transfers, no problem. Payments converted, it makes it so easy. I don't have to do anything manual. None of our team does to be able to provide high, high quality merch. Shopify gave us the control to be able to make our business even more successful and it can do that for you because Shopify powers 10% of all e-commerce in the U.S. And Shopify is the global force behind Allbirds, Rothy's, and Brooklinen, and millions of other entrepreneurs of every size across 175 countries. Plus, their award-winning help is there to support your success every step of the way. Because businesses that grow, grow with Shopify, and yours should too. So sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash dumdums all lowercase. Go to shopify.com slash dumdums, D-U-M-B, D-U-M-B-S, now to grow your business no matter what stage you're in. Shopify.com slash dumdums. That's the way you get to hear this. The hosts of Dum Dums and Dragons are 420 friendly all year round, which is why we are excited to have IndiCloud back as a sponsor. As IndiCloud gets ready for summer, they're rolling out a new product, Dank Sickles. <laughs> It's got a great name, and I've never seen anything like this before. A summertime popsicle with 20 milligrams of cannabis. These bad boys come in wild cherry and blue race flavors, and you can mix and match with a pack of five or go with your flavor of choice. Danksicles are strong enough to share, but mellow enough to take to your next beach day or vacation. And unlike your sketchy neighborhood shop or dealer, IndiCloud gives you savings on every single order. It could be through their gold rewards program, their subscribe and save deals, or our special promo code just for Dum Dums and Dragons listeners. So please, right now, get 30% off your purchase. Head to indicloud.co slash dumdums to get 30% off your first order. And tell them that Dum Dums and Dragons sent you. That's I-N-D-A-C-L-O-U-D dot C-O, not com, C-O, slash dumdums, D-U-M-B, D-U-M-B-S, to get 30% off your first order. And let us know how the dank sickles are. Greetings, loyal citizen of the conglomerata. It is I, your beloved CEO, Grayson Typhus of Typhus Industries, and I am here today to dissuade you from joining a rebellious element that seems to be growing, the Dum Dums and Dice Patreon at patreon.com slash dumdumdice. 
These hilarious and heartwarming rebel elements are attempting to bring down our dystopian regime, and we simply cannot have that. I'm told that rebels are flocking to this Patreon and joining for as little as one dollar a month. That gives them access to other rebels in a Patreon-only Discord where they can discuss all the things that have happened in the shows. For five dollars, you can get an ad-free feed, but who would want that? After all, ads are the best part of the show. And at higher levels, you can even create an NPC of your very own and get your name in the closing credits. And that part I can get behind. After all, recognition is great. But you're not a rebel, are you? No, you would much rather be crushed under the boot of industry titans like myself. So carry on with your Patreon-free life. Unless, of course, you want these wonderful stories to continue, in which case, me and my regulators will see you soon. And we'll turn and I think just walk into town. Okay. With our totally discreet walking table covered in weapons. <laughs> I'm going to assume that the walking table fucks off to the woods. We'll see yeah, Goblin. we'd leave that behind. Goblin Jr. goes with it to kind of keep an eye on it. <laughs> Goblin Jr. running security. As you come into town, again, everything's a little dirtier. There's almost like a grime of soot everywhere. And mm-hmm. you can see, if you'll recall, the manor house that you built the temple in was on the west side of town and kind of up a little hill. You can see it from here, and there seems to be belching smoke coming out of the top of it, but it's a ways away. You can actually see a lot of goblins moving around, but there also seem to be townsfolk. The goblins look jacked. You've you've rarely seen goblins who look this... Swole goblins? Yeah, they're... Oh, um, man. And not healthily so. The muscles are bulging. They've got the veins. So they're roided out goblins? Yeah, they look like roided out goblins, yeah. You can almost see blue in their veins occasionally. But the townspeople seem to be going about their business. It's very subdued, though. It's not like a happy, Mm. think almost Cold War, how you'd imagine, sort of one of the smaller towns. I'm going to slightly look to Quinny. Temple or Jim Jims? Jim Jims. You know, go to the local watering hole. Yeah, we're going to go to the Jim Jim's is. then. Great. Just trust us on this one, Juniper. We know this town a little bit. Has it always looked like this? No, it has not. That's why we're going to Jim mm-hmm. Jim's. As you start to walk in, the goblins seem to be giving you, not stink eye, but they're definitely sort of looking you up and down. You guys look combat ready. You've got two soldiery looking types. And a little boy. And their child. Um, they are, <laughs> the goblins are mostly armed, and you can definitely see there are guards. A couple of goblins kind of patrolling. Are they dressed at all like the goblins we knew from Pim Pim's? Actually, yeah, I guess they would be similar to the ones you saw at Pim Pim's. I just look over at them and I go, Goblin Union? What? Are you guys unionized? The fuck are you talking about? Let's keep going. Don't buddy. worry Let's about go. it. Come Don't on. worry. All right, stranger. The people seem to be kind of like keeping their heads down. Everyone is definitely in full on, you know, Soviet, keep your head down. Don't make okay. eye contact thing. Uh, <laughs> I like to go I don't like this. Hold on, papers, please, here. So you make your way in. You can see a few of the familiar sites changed. The Lion Shield Traders shop has been closed for quite some time, which makes sense given that Leanne's now on the ship. There was a shrine of luck in the center of town. Tamora, um, if I remember correctly. Yes, exactly. Yeah. It looks like no one's been taking care of it. You make your way through town, you're kind of looking for Uncle Jim Jim's. And as you know, Uncle Jim Jim's has a pretty definitive sign and era. But you come around a corner and there's a weird, looks like a tavern. And the sign says, closely related relatives, simple beverage house. It's kind of in like that Earl's font. Like it looks like a very it's faux corporate. Generic. Yeah, faux mm. corporate. Yeah. <laughs> like no, no, we're we're you know we're a cool hip place you could hang out. Are we seeing the unseen hand symbol anywhere on guards' uh, uniforms? You or are anything? not seeing the unseen hand symbol anywhere. Okay, so I'm just gonna look to Quinny and go there. This is a small town. I don't see any other place. Yeah, let's go in and we'll order a rum and then we'll know. We drank a lot of that stuff. Southern Dwarven, five beers. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah? Good call, okay. good call. Juniper, this is going great. Don't worry about this. This is all good. I love rum. <laughs> We're gonna get along fine. <laughs> okay, all right, all right. It's been so long. You can have the first five we order. So uh, you enter the simple drink house. It is inside, kind of as you'd imagined it would be from outside. It's orderly, but not in a nice way. Each table has salt and pepper there. Then the thing where they like wrap the knife and the fork in interesting way and stack them on top of each other. Mm. Worcestershire sauce? There isn't any. This place is fucked. So you <laughs> enter and a human comes over. He looks like he's a teenager. This is probably his first job. <laughs> Hello and welcome to Closely Related Relatives Simple Beverage House. My name is Alphonsus Percival and I will be your server today. You can call me Alfie. And then he points at his name tag and it says Alfie. Alfie. It's a pleasure to meet you, Alfie. Hello, ma'am. May I show you three to a table or would you prefer the bar? And Quinny says, uh, Fringa. (laughs) I'm sorry, sir. Is that a, a uh, 
The oh, bar, oh, Alphonsus. Oh, the bar. Okay. Five I, beers. Fringa. Wait, okay. Am I sorry. not doing saying So he's like, he's, he's, like pulling out his, he's pulling out his notebook and he's like, okay, uh, the bar, but you also want five beers. Correct. Uh, and, and you want a Fringa. Uh, sir, I don't think we, we sell a Fringa here. Is that some kind of fried food? Queen so we have several. Home. No, that's the word for five beers. It's just in Southern Dwarven. Oh, he's um, a Southern uh, Dwarf. Uh, oh, that's why okay, he's so okay, thin. Okay, okay. Ooh, um, I'm so sorry. Uh, your kind aren't allowed in here, sir. That's you're gonna have actually to leave. A, a halfling. So why did he say you're a southern dwarf? Oh, he's he's a pathological liar. Um, only alcohol can write him. I'm a gnome. See what I'm talking about? I should probably find my manager. Come on, Alfie. I really need this job, man. Well, hold on a second, Alfie. You're gonna show some initiative here and solve this problem and and seat some customers and you know make a profit. Are you sure you're not a dwarf? Absolutely, I'm sure. Okay. We'll sit at the bar. Yeah, Please let's follow the me bar. this way. He leads you in. All of us are giving each other really uncomfortable yeah. looks behind yeah. him. And mm-hmm. I'm miming to Quinny, stabbing him. <laughs> just just miming a little bit. <laughs> and I frown. He seats you at the bar. There's a collection of generic bottles. Bud Light Rattler, as far as the eye can see, uh, behind the bar. Um, <laughs> he, uh, he seats you there. He leaves some menus. And he says, because you're seated at the bar, you get the true closely related relatives experience. So Uncle James himself will be out in a few minutes. So get ready for that. If you need anything, my name is Alphonsus Percival or Alfie. And he points at his name tag. And, and says, I say, thanks, Alfie. And I flip him a gold coin. He grabs it and his eyes go wide and just looks at you. And he goes, thank you. Thank you. And he, he, he like sneaks it into his shoe and then scurries off to get your beers. Five gold pieces says uh, Uncle James comes out and he look, he's lobotomized. Oh. Keep an eye out for that forehead scar. Oh, that's what you think? I don't yeah. even think he's going to be a dwarf. I think what? we're getting a shitty white dude. They said no dwarves. What? Jim Jim's a dwarf. Oh, yeah. Or did they say, I was some, it no dwarves or no southern dwarves? No dwarves. Oh. He was fine as a halfling, but no dwarves. This is my problem. We left two fucking dwarves in charge of the temple. Now it's a fucking smoke shack. I got some concerns. We got to meet this Uncle James. Side note. We also need to find out whether or not Alphonsus is racist, because if he's fucking racist, I'm taking back that coin. It seems like he's racist so far. I can't rule it out, so I'm really trying to err on the side of friendship right now, but I will punch him you so hard. You don't owe him anything. I owe everyone stuff. He was really nice. He's scared about his job. Maybe he's got a terrible manager. We've already confirmed outside there's no union, so his job security is nil. You don't know it's ours. The wages seem terrible. That coin was way too exciting. So, Juniper, you're Deeply watching the, the, theoretically <laughs> the chosen ones. Uh, I'm confused because I'm supposed to be helping, but when they're arguing, I don't know how to help. <laughs> you quietly slip the scroll out and stare at it, and it just stares blankly back at you. Mm. <laughs> you slide it back into your pocket. This is an almost hourly routine. <laughs> so now we're just waiting for Uncle James. Yep. I, finished, I finished my rant, and we all just sit and stare at the door yeah. uh, Alfie went through. Oh, ask Juniper. Juniper some stuff if we were if sure. we have a wait. Yep, yep. Juniper, How you, are you cursed? I died. And then uh, I'm Ooh. sitting between the two of them, just watching the door, but yeah. listening in both ears. Yeah, yeah. I died uh, and had to make some Ooh. deals to uh survive down there in hell. I went to hell. Why did a, you go to hell? You'd be uh, surprised how many people go to hell, honestly. Are you like a bad person? Am I a bad person? Um no, no. You know what? I'm I'm not. I can say from the depths of all of my heart and soul, he is a magnificent human being. I'm a halfling. <laughs> it's a human-ish being. He's a human-shaped being. So See, now I'm racist. This is a problematic bar. <laughs> where you are on the scale of like light to dark. I think it depends on the day. He's light as hell, but he has a problem that sometimes makes him very dark. <laughs> Hence, cursed. Oh, okay. Yeah, so if you ever see him do bad stuff, it's not his fault right now. And I lean over to Quinny. I'm really banking on that being true. Please don't fuck me on this. He just gave me a huge get-out-of-jail-free card that I will be using regularly. I noticeably relax. The doors to the kitchen swing open. <laughs> Shit, I didn't and- learn anything about Juniper. <laughs> <laughs> Have to wait for the next silence. <laughs> yeah, if there's one thing I know about this show is we'll never get character exposition or backstory ever. I was gonna say, now you know what it's like when someone's interviewing somebody else and they just find out about you, don't you, Quitty? <laughs> the doors swing open and a large, portly man comes out with a pretty impressive beard, and he looks at the three of you and smiles. He's got a tray with five beers. You notice that the beers are in those mugs that look nice, but you know hold less beer. Mm. And he comes out and he's like, Hello there, it's me. Your pal, Uncle James, got uh, an order of five beers here. 
And he puts them down on the table. I slide myself two, I slide Juniper two, and I slide one to Quinny. That's fine with Quinny. I heard there was rum. I'm afraid we are but a simple beverage shop, as the title suggests, but I'm sure you could enjoy this fine ale. So, James, are you the owner? Go ahead, Juniper. Sorry to interrupt. I down both of them as quickly as I can. Well, I thought she had something to say, but she just drank the beer, so (laughs) I like time to drink. I slide her over one of my two. And then I looked at James and I said, how long you own, James? I used to run a place like this in a town called Winchester, but then I made some some nice friends who uh, told me to open one up here in Fandolin. Nice place in Faerun, so here we are. What were those friends like, James? You know, they were they were a good bunch, good bunch of folks. Winchester, that's a predominantly dwarven kingdom, is it not? Oh, hey, I mean, we don't deal with them. Oh, And no, he gives you no. a really serious look. Oh, don't get offended at my friend here. I mean, we're fine, upstanding citizens here, James. We came in. This used to be a pretty dwarfy town, and now that we're Ooh, back, yeah. there's no dwarves. Uh, yeah, well... So what'd you guys do with them? Because it seems like you found a solution. Oh, hey, I, I don't know anything about that. You know, I'm just a purveyor of simple beverages and uh, slightly overpriced appetizers. Now, on that note... I take out five gold pieces and put them on the table, and I say, James, you still sure you don't have any answers for us? Roll me a persuasion check, please. 18. He looks at the gold. He looks at you. He also is looking at how armored, particularly Juniper and Butthole are. And he looks around, and he seems to be thinking through some stuff. So he just kind of quietly slides the five coins into the apron he's wearing. He's like, oh, ha-ha. Well, uh, yeah, no, uh, no, I wouldn't know anything about that. I'm just a humble uh, humble bar bar owner and uh, proprietor here in Fandolin, you know, the happiest happiest place on earth. Oh, hang on. Uh, I think I think you guys had another beer, didn't you? And he turns around, and you seem quickly scribble something down on a coaster and slide you a beer. Well, uh, let me know if you'd like to hear any more about our appetizers. We have very middling calamari. And then he leaves. Yeah, we'll check with you in a minute. And I pick up my beer and I flip over the coaster and I read it. And it says, Mining Office Midnight. And then I pass it over to Quinny so he can read it. It says, Mining Office Midnight. Mm. And then I take it back from Quinny and I say, Juniper, it's going to be a long night. And I put it in my pocket because I don't know her that well yet. (laughs) And I've learned from previous friends. (laughs) Here's the land of secrets. When it comes to the the resistance, uh, (laughs) you got to learn to sort of take stuff as it goes because it's called intelligence. And certain people get intelligence and certain people don't. You're sort of new, so I don't know if we should trust you yet or not. But I can keep a secret. It's a long-winded way of saying that the coaster says close relatives, average drink. It's the logo for the bar. Can you roll me a deception check, please? Gladly. And it's going to be Jennifer, a 17. Can you roll me an insight check, please? 15. It's true. You've seen these coasters. They do say that. Very odd, but okay. Hello, it, it's me. My name is Alphonsus Percival, but you can call me Alfie. And he does the usual pointing. Is it the Says, same guy? Yeah, he came back. Okay, good. All right. Yeah. No, I just want to make sure it's not um, some kind of horrifying. I hope <laughs> like that you are enjoying out. your beverages. Can I offer you some food? Perhaps today? Alfie, I got a question for you. It seems like you guys got this cool smoking manor up there. Do you guys do tours? Oh. Just for uh, like tourists? Of the distillery? No, we, we do not, sir. Do you know what? I think we might just go out for a walk on the town. Let me settle up for these drinks. Okay. So you had five, Oh, you had Wait, six? You are correct. Six. Did I get the number wrong? Nope, you were right. Oh, God. No, but you had six and I only brought you five. Did you, did you order from someone else? James offered it. Oh, no. Oh, no, Alfie. You fucked up. Oh, I said... I mean, you you freaked up again, Alfie. Uh, here's the deal, Alfie. If you'll say fuck for me one more time, I'm going to give you more money. <laughs> he looks left and right. Then he leans in. He's like, fuck. Ah, praise Moonhammer. And I take out four more gold pieces and give them to him. You give him the four gold pieces. He puts them in his shoe. And then out of his pocket, he takes a silver piece. And he walks over to a jar and he puts it in. I have to put one in there every jar. time, I swear. Yep, we got one on the ship. We need it for Bucky. He's getting uppity. <laughs> As you know, we, we, we try and have nice manners in town. Excellent. So is there anything we should see? Any sights? Anything particularly exciting we should check out? You are in the most exciting spot in town, sir. That's All right. That's good to know, Alfie. All right. You have a good day, buddy. Feel free to come back anytime. And he hands you a bill for 50 gold. I'm going to use the washroom. Where is it, Alfie? The ladies' washroom is to your left. The men's washroom is to your right. We also have several unisex bathrooms at the front. And you look around, and they all blatantly look like the same kind of bathroom. They've right. just hung signs arbitrarily. Okay. Which one is closest to the kitchen? Which bathroom? Either the men's or the women's. Yeah, I'm going to walk over there and try and see if I can see what's going on in the kitchen on my way to the washroom. I'm going to sit with the bill for a minute as Quinny goes to look. <laughs> and and I've, st- I've still got two beers in front of me now. And it's, so. and it's just for the beers. Those prices are not good. Oh, I'm aware. We're going to deal with that when Quinny's back. <laughs> <laughs> Quinny is dining and dashing. <laughs> just, I'm going to the bathroom. Did you just hear? 
<laughs> he's gone. Th- from what I know of Quinny, I'm assuming he's going to try to sneak and get us more information. Yeah, yeah, so yeah. I'm mm-hmm. going to just string things out and have a conversation with Juniper about her life. So Quinny, on your way to the washroom, looking into the kitchen, you can see there are a few goblins back there and they seem to be very industriously working. You notice that one of them seems to be expertly making a cake. I go to the washroom and hang around for the appropriate amount of time. And Cool. As he's coming back, yeah. I would cross to kind of meet him on the floor so we could exchange a quick thing. And I'm like, did you see anything? Goblins in the kitchen making a cake. They're not roided out. Okay, here's the deal. And I show him the bill. I'm like, they're charging us 50 gold pieces for these beers. This is a fucking ripoff. I want to go check something. Can you figure out how we rip them off and get away with it? Yeah, where's the register? <laughs> <laughs> we part yeah. as Quinny goes and, back uh, to the Jennifer, table. what are you doing doing this? Is this normal? I'm asking butthole. Oh, you were supposed to stay at the table. Quinny, <laughs> oh, take her to the table. Yeah, you can't all leave the table. Bars get paranoid. Okay, so I'm just sitting there twiddling my thumbs, looking real unsure about this. Mm. So I'm going to go to the kitchen, and I just lean in the door, and I go, Goblin Union? And they both turn, and Uncle James is like, you, you, uh, sorry, I'm sorry, sir, you can't be back here. Read the coaster. Uh, I'm sorry, you're going to have to, to, <laughs> to go back to work. It. He's like, <laughs> oh, 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 got it. James, great. No, I just I just wanted to tip the chef because, I mean, those beers were great. Okay, well, I mean, the ale brewery is nowhere near here. I guess I could, I, next I gotta time give, I'm there, I, got, I can. No, no, no. I got to give the credit to these guys. How many goblins are in the kitchen? Uh, there's like four. Only two of them turned to look at you, though. I'm going to throw four gold pieces, one to each of the goblins in the room. None of them moved to pick them up. They hit the ground. And Uncle James is like, that's great. You really need to go. Okay, yeah, I'm going. And I go back to my table. Alfie, you need cleanup. And then Alfie scurries back there, and uh, you hear some sweeping. So? I want to do a lap around this bar and grill situation and just pick up all the change that has been left <laughs> on the tables. Just I'm going to have a loud talk with overtly. Juniper while this is happening, trying to be as distracting visually as okay. possible. So I start a big story about what it was like when I was working with the Greywater Syndicate. So I'm acting out the donkey wars. So I'm doing like braying. And I got a lot of hand movements for like donkeys carrying women off and forcing them to act like donkeys and I've carry never stuff. i donkeys like that. Well, it was, they had their leader, who the William Wallace of donkeys, donkey. Dallas, and he was just leading them over the hills. It was brutal. The port, and I'm just the story's very loud. I'm using thaumaturgy to summon sound effects, like just as distracting mm-hmm. as I can. Quinny, can you roll me an investigation check? Total of 20. Turns out it's been a busy day. Mm. You're finding smaller denominations, but that's fine. You can piece it together. I say by the end of it, you probably have 25 gold. Mm. So, Juniper, you're hearing the story about the donkeys. And butthole's going on, but you can see that people are starting to pay too much attention. Mm-hmm. And it's weird that you aren't chiming in. So I need you to tell him a story about your experience with donkeys. I never really had that experience with donkeys. Like, <laughs> I'm not going to lie. They're not armored and vicious like they seem to be. But I did have this one donkey. He would kind of follow me around everywhere. And I just loved him. <laughs> all right. So those are our stories. Great. Um, Quinny comes back with 25 gold. This is all they got right now. My only thing is, I'm trying to think a few steps ahead. I would happily walk out of this fucking shithole not paying, but we've got to spend a whole day and night in this town. We don't need the extra heat. Okay. I dropped the other 25 gold so that it's all there. You're not going to tip? I already tipped them. Alpha comes over to collect the money. And he's like, oh, was there a problem with the service today, sir? Oh, no, Alfie, my bad. You're a good dude. Sorry, I got distracted because it's just been a long day on the road and I, blah, blah, blah. I understand. Blah. You guys seem to have very interesting donkey-related stories. I drop another 10 gold pieces into the tray. Oh, wow. Thank you, sir. He takes the money back into the kitchen. I'm going to remember this Alfie guy. Me too. Mm. What about you, Juniper? Will you remember Alfie? I just wish he was happier. It's a pretty nice wish. Do you remember when we were nice, Quinny? No. (laughs) Well, time to go for uh, a walk, I guess. So you leave the bar and grill. You're kind of out in the town, and it definitely seems like the goblins have the run of the place. You also notice that the townsfolk seem to be kind of shabbily dressed compared to what you remember. I mean, Fandolin was kind of a bust town when you arrived. But based on what you've heard, it kind of had a resurgence after the work you guys had done. So you remember places in town. There's Sister Garrails that you could go check out. There's the former Lion Shield. There's the mayor's house. There is the old mining offices that are a bit south of the city. And then there's, of course, the Temple of Moonhammer. I imagine we'd probably go see if there were any business people we think who might still have their own business. Like, we were friends with the blacksmith here. We got him his master tools. Mm-hmm. He might be a reasonable person to swing yep. on. Or Sister Gorel, because technically we're still 
Quinny and I are members of the Harpers. And you did stay at a tavern briefly when you were here previously, so there is also the tavern. What do you think? Blacksmith first or Garail first? Let's go check out Sister Garail. Yeah, she's more likely to have info. I'm on board. This Juniper lady's fun. Glad to have you here, Juniper. Okay, so you make your way through town. You go to kind of find Sister Garail at uh, the small temple that was there. The temple seems long abandoned, and you find no trace of Sister Grail when you enter. You can search it if you want, but just kind of coming in, it, it looks kind of empty and disused. Yeah, I'll, I'll search it. I'll look it over for anything we can use as well. Okay, sure. Yeah, I think, yeah, I'll join him in looking over, which is like valuable things or things that would be useful for any sort of resistance purpose. Uh, can you roll me an investigation check, please? I'll cast Guidance on myself. 17 for Quinny. 18. And Juniper, are you searching or are you going to... I'm going to search around. I'm going to stay within eyesight because I'm still not sure that Quinny isn't going to convince Butthole to just like abandon me. <laughs> so I'm, I'm going to search around to see if there's anything that I think may be related to prophecy that may point me in the right direction. Can you roll me either an investigation check or a history check, please? Sure. Nine. This <laughs> is so different from Alan. <laughs> <laughs> I miss my intelligence. But I'm going to say that you kind of immediately, since your searching is usually a little bit more empathetic, you kind of go to her quarters and you can tell it looks like whoever was here left in a hurry. So the drawers have been pulled out. It looks sort of like someone hastily packed and left. Quinny, you're kind of looking around a little bit more militantly Mm. and you can see there do seem to be notches in the walls that look like they may have been arrow shots. You can't find any traces of weapons, but there definitely looks like this place has seen some action. And Juniper, you're reading through some of her materials. You get from these two that uh, Sister Grail is kind of connected. There seems to be this group, the Harpers, that she's involved with. You're actually very alarmed, and you've been warned that this might be the case, but you find absolutely no reference to the Great Collide anywhere here, mm. which is a bit upsetting. And disconcerting. Somewhat disconcerting. Yeah. Any uh, valuables? Or was it, has it been like turned over? Like uh, It looks like it's been turned over yeah? Okay. yeah, pretty badly. Plus, Grail's pretty organized. I feel like all her good stuff would have been in like a go bag. Uh, I mean, I was also thinking of tithes or teeths or however oh, you say yeah, that. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, you sort of go up to the altar and it looks like things have been knocked over. Again, mm-hmm. similar to the shrine, it looks like it's been disused. I will say, butthole, in Sister Grail's chambers, you do find a couple of half-written letters. And one of them seems to be to Mudbutt. just says, King Mudbutt, we need your help once it... And then it just trails off. And it's kind of crumbled up. It looks like it was a first attempt. Any incoming mail from the Harpers? Yeah. Can you roll me a check there, Quinny? Total of 20. You start looking for incoming mail. Mm. So butthole's kind of like, I found this letter. So you, you start digging around... And up near the front, kind of on, for lack of a better term, like the table you just throw shit on when you enter your house. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, you find an envelope that's been opened that says Sister Grail. Inside, you find a torn note that says, you're cordially invited to. Does this look like a fancy invitation? It does. Is there any house sigil or anything like that that I would recognize? Can you roll me a history check? Mm, it's not great. Would history... I know it if we're looking over each other's shoulders as yeah, we letter? Yeah, you could roll a history check. Total so. of five for me. Five? Fourteen for me. Appears to be the royal sigil of Winchester. Maybe it was the wedding. I don't know how long this has been like this. Whose wedding? Oh no, no, I don't mean the wedding. Funeral. Oh. There, there's, I mean the ceremonies are very similar for Moonhammer, so I mean it could really be one or the other. Sure, sure, sure. Like, but I mean, no, <laughs> but I'm already like, I don't care. We had, but we had, <laughs> but we had the funeral that we got invited to. So this place could have been a shithole since before we were pirates. Boy, that's a long time. We've been away a long time. All right, I found arrow notches in the wall. Looks like someone's firing off shots around here. I don't know if they're just fucking vandals or if a fight broke out here. There's no money. There's no way that, like, she might leave, but she'd leave the cash. And if you got arrow notches plus money gone, this went bad. One thing has occurred to me. Might be worth checking out the old mansion again. The the Red Brand base. They had an armory full of spears and swords. You want to arm a town, might still be there. Yeah, I, there are very few moments where I can step out of myself. Juniper, come join this conversation. Yeah, I'm, um, I'm here. So technically that is a temple of Moonhammer. And we see this temple has been both abandoned and damaged. And if I find out that something bad happened to the temple of Moonhammer, there's not going to be any sneaking left. There's just going to be a lot of, I assume, dead jacked goblins. And then we're just going at it. So I'm thinking we might want to do some other stuff first. Because I'm already pretty close to exploding on that front. Because Nundren and Gundren were in charge over there, and this town don't like dwarves, and those dwarves were dwarves of Moonhammer. So imagine, you know, what I'd do if someone killed Goblin Jr., and that's what'll play out if we go inside there and it sucks now. Do we want to go there yet? Honestly, butthole, would that I had your self-control. No, let's go somewhere else, I guess. Cool. Juniper, where should we go next? Our ideas aren't really panning out. Mm, 
what's around. There's a blacksmith, there's an inn. I think, Juniper, in your travels, usually when you've come to a place mm-hmm. that you don't know, mm-hmm. whereas a lot of people tend to go to the tavern as kind of a paladin and someone with some official capacity, I think you usually go and check in with the city officials and kind of announce mm-hmm. your presence and say, hello, I'm mm-hmm. traveling, blah, blah, blah. So I think maybe your instinct would be to go and check in officially because I, I think it's less that you didn't want to go to taverns and more that you felt like you should check in because that's what Right. Who's running this place? Oh, man. That's honestly a good question. Even Last if this guy was a... I bet it's him. Weenus. I bet it's him because well, you know who would end up working with some sort of weird occupying racist force? That fucking Weenus mayor. Totally right. But we can lean on him and he'll fold like a deck of cards. Well, then let's go... Har- Har- what? Harbin Wester was his name. Hard on Westerman. Harbin Wester. Hard on Westerman. No, this is how he recalls it, so he's telling it to Quinny, <laughs> and honestly, Quinny can't remember it, so it's hard well, on from here on in. <laughs> let's go see hard on. Yeah, let's go. So we're going to go to the mayor's office. You make your way back out into town, across the square... Say it's about midday now, so you've still got a bit of time, and you start making your way up to uh, the mayor's residence, and you're just immediately, particularly butthole and quitting, just immediately like gently disgusted and frustrated because you remember how much of a fucking prick this guy was and how much of a pain in the ass it was. I'm going to try and steal another ring off his hand. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Memories. So you walk up to the office, and as you're making your way up, a beggar in rags sitting next to the door who holds up a cup and says, please help someone down on his luck. I throw him a gold piece. He looks up at you with joy in his eyes and shock, really. It seems like this isn't a thing that really happens for him. Do we recognize his face? You do. You recognize him as Harbin Wester. Is that you, Hardon? Is that you, Hardon? I've been called worse of late. Who? The heroes of the mines. What are you doing here? Can you help a guy out? These really haven't been going well for me lately. Well, that was fast. What do you need? Well, normally I'd send you on a quest for minor experience in gold, but you know, ever since uh, the barrel moved in, I, uh, I, I haven't really um, been doing too well. Excuse me, the barrel? The barrel. We're really behind, Hardon. We haven't been here in a year and a half. I've never been here. Juniper's Hi, I'm new. Juniper. Hi, I'm Harbin Wester, or Hardon to my friends. And he looks at you expectantly. He can't meet his eyes. I look at him and I'll go, <laughs> we'll allow it. <laughs> yes, I'm in. Welcome to the dum-dums, Hardon. And he high-fives himself. Did he just fucking call us dum-dums? He's very angry. You shouldn't angry the little one. Uh, I'm sorry, I just remember all the cool loot you used to sell and it used to say that. Okay, uh, listen, um... I'd love to help you. Since we're friends, uh, I'll scratch your back, you scratch mine. But we, we shouldn't talk here. He could come out any moment. There's goblins everywhere. Do we want to negotiate with him or should we like go meet you in the woods? Meeting me in the woods would definitely be a much better plan. Let's go meet in the woods. I look at Quinny. Sure. Yeah. I mean, do we do a we great tr- place to leave a body if it I'm comes like, to it? Just give us a second, hard on. And I grab the two of them leave and I huddle. A body. <laughs> I huddle with the two of them and I'm like, guys, here's the thing. We know from our history with hard on that he fucking lies all the time. Is he lying right now? Do we want to deal with the mayor? Because we can't trust his info out in the woods. He made us bribe him and shit. And now I look down at the medallion and I say, well, we could try this. So we turn back to Hardon and I go, so the plan is to meet you in the woods because it's way better to talk to you than to go in and talk to the guy. Yeah, absolutely. You don't, you, trust me, you don't want to talk to him. And then I do a sly fart that only Quinny can hear is the sign to go for it. Oh, and I hate it. I'm like, oh, oh. Excuse you. I hold the medallion and I say, hard on, do not fight this. And then I go in with detect thoughts. His surface level thoughts are very excited. Mm-hmm. They're very much focused on the prospect of gold and assistance. And I'm going to try and probe deeper now. So yes, has a wisdom save, is that correct? Yes. And my DC is 14. Ooh. He does not. Okay. Deeper, you can sense emotion like there's huge excitement and hope. It seems to be he, you can kind of grab images of him back in all of his finery, kind of having like a parade through town and people are like throwing <laughs> ribbons and shit on him and everyone's going, Harbin, Harbin, the best mayor. Okay. And I end the spell. Oh, wow. That was weird. What was that? Just making sure your story's straight. It is. I mean, uh, anything for the heroes of the minds, right? <laughs> back to the huddle. And I pulled him in. I go, Quinny. So did you figure out if he was just in it for himself or if we'd be better off talking to the other guy? He's definitely self-interested, but he's not out to hurt us. So if helping himself means helping us, which is all we have to do to basically pause it to him, he will be 100% on board. Okay, let's go meet him in the woods. Sound good, June? It sounds fine. I love the woods. All right, back to the woods <laughs> it is. So um, Smash cut to the woods. He comes and meets you separately. He kind of like scurries away. Mm-hmm. You kind of find a small outcropping of trees close-ish to the old mining offices, slightly more abandoned part of town. You pass several goblin patrols on your way there and kind of have to bide your time, but you're able to sneak in there. So he immediately starts to relax a bit now that you're kind of away from the town. You can mm-hmm. see him kind of stretch and he sits down on a log and he says, oh, nice to talk like civilized people. And then he kind of like tries to straighten his rags so he looks a little classier. Hard on, what the fuck happened? Oh, he used boy. to be mayor. A long time ago. 
A single tear rolls down his face. A year and a half ago. Yeah. Tops. Let's all calm this down. Here's the deal, Hardon. We're going to give you 60 seconds uninterrupted to tell us what's <laughs> happened. And then we're going to start interrupting you. So try to be efficient. Can you roll me a charisma check, please? And if anyone else wants to get in with Intimidate or anything else, you're welcome to. I'm going to roll for Intimidation. I may not use it. Okay, great. Like, I'll roll Intimidate. I'm going to Persuade. 27. Ugh. What's the point in rolling? Uh, 16. Uh, I got 17. Well, everything was going great here in town uh, after uh, uh, you kept sending such friendly and helpful people. It was a real boom time. Everything was going real good. And, and it was all thanks to me, you, you, you. And, and of course, to some extent me for, for helping to, you know, maintain the city and run it as, as well as I do. But when, when uh, those uh, rather unpleasant fellows from the syndicate showed up with uh, orders from, you know, the unseen hand, things went bad. They helped install a new mayor, a rather uh, angry fellow. He's called the Barrel now. He used to be one of those those miscreants, the Red Brand Gang. Um, but uh, something happened to him. He's a monster. He's unlike anything I've ever seen. Hideous, strange, but powerful. And he's been running the town ever since. What happened to the dwarves? Uh, he was real mad about dwarves. Very, very mad about dwarves. Why? So, what did they do? Oh, Juniper, this is... Uh, hard on, just pause for a second. <laughs> Huddle over here and I pull everybody in. A, Juniper, this is an awkward story, but there was a house full of red brand brigands, super bad guys. So we fought a bunch of them and we didn't want to kill one because like you, life is precious. So we put him in a barrel to then... We thought he died. So we left him in the barrel. But I guess that's the guy. And we had a crazy dwarf with us, named Mudbutt, who scared the hell out of him and hit him with an axe. So that that's probably why he hates dwarves. Because of one run-in with one dwarf. That's the problem with racism. Honestly, it's a, it's a confirmation bias. They all have it. It's a real problem. They just remember the negative. Okay, we're taking this guy down, right? Oh, yes. Jennifer coming around. I like this. Not person. necessarily killing him. No, no. She's on team murder. Let's yeah. do it. No, no, no. No, no, no. Daryl does not mean murder. <laughs> this episode of Dum Dums and Dragons features the voices of Ryan LaPlante at the Ryan LaPlante on Twitter, Tyler Hewitt at Tyler underscore Hewitt on Twitter, Laura Hamstra at EL Hamstring on Twitter, and RDM Tom McGee at McGee TD on Twitter. This episode's sound was edited and mixed by Laura Hamstra. And Dum Dums and Dragons artwork is by Del Borovic, who can be found at delborovic.com. Our theme songs are And Now for That Massive Coronary and Skipping Through the Orchestra Pit Part 1 by Peter Gresser. And our ad music is No Control and Chiefs by Jazzar. J-A-H-Z-Z-A-R. All available at freemusicarchive.org. When it comes to Dum Dums and Dice, you can visit our website at dumdumdice.com. Our Twitter and Instagram are at dumdumdice and on Facebook at facebook.com slash dumdumdice. But most importantly, we've got merchandise at redbubble.com slash people slash dumdumdice or you can join our Patreon at patreon.com slash dumdumdice. That's D-U-M-B, D-U-M-B, D-I-C-E. And tune in next week for more dum-dums and dragons. The Fable and Folly Network, where fiction producers flourish. Sure I can't get you a drink? Uh, I, um... They'd had a moment, hadn't they? That afternoon when Garrett had smiled just like this warm-eyed and amused in a way that made Tony want another cigarette, but also want to step forward and... Hey, Kate, what are you writing? Ah! New text post on Thursday, May 21st. Title. Why you should be watching Selkirk. So, Selkirk fandom, who wants to read my 5,000-word essay, Garrett, last name, Secret Werewolf? I'm Kate, by the way. They kissed? I think I lucked out when I found Selkirk. Because if I'd loved something else, I would have made friends, and I would have been able to read a ton of great stories. But this way, I met you. Me and Day You. A new story about love and fandom from the Procyon Podcast Network.